This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. As always, we cannot but appreciate the set man of the house. Because if you're being led to somewhere and the person leading you doesn't know the road, you're in trouble. Am I correct? You're in big trouble. So sometimes we take it for, we, we take it for granted when you're going somewhere and the person leading is, knows the road. And everything is going smoothly. So, you, you, I mean, we don't think about it. But if, you, if you're going and you, find, uh, you have to ask for road, you have to turn back, you have to go again and come back, when you get there, you'll be, you'll be thankful. Is that not correct? But if you're going and it's smooth, you just moved and, you know, the person leading you is, and, and you know, no mistakes, no, no turning and whatever, you get to where you're going, you just take it for granted. Most times you don't turn and tell the person thank you. Praise the Lord. That's the way we are. Human beings are more grateful when they go through troubles and somebody help them. But if you wake up in the morning and everything goes well and you, you, know, you don't consider it. It is when you're on your bed that you have to say, God, if you help me, I will do this. If you Meanwhile, you got up this morning, you didn't have to go through pain, you didn't have to ask for anything, and everything worked out well, and here you are. Because somebody said, I got 20,000, and you know, you look at your pocket and you just have 2,000. You're getting angry. But that's what we are. That's who we are. But I, I, I want us to you know, begin to consider those little things. Those things you consider to be little. When you consider it, then you'll be able to, you will know that God does not sleep. And he does not slumber. What does he do? He is always paying attention to your life 24-7. That's why he doesn't sleep. I mean, if you have somebody watching a sick person on, by the side of the bed, you know the person doesn't sleep. Because you have to pay attention. Especially when it is a serious case. An emergency case. So consider that situation. Look at that picture and see that. And look at it and consider God. The Bible says he does not sleep. He does. What is he doing? What is he doing if he doesn't sleep and slumber? He's paying attention to your life. He's taking care of your affairs. That's why he can't sleep. You are so important that he can't sleep. Hallelujah. You are too important that God does not sleep. Because he knows that if he sleeps, you are in trouble. But we don't consider that. God will help us because he's always been helping us. This morning, I, you know, when Papa was preaching in the morning, ah, I said, well, sometimes God is, I remember if you have a, an elderly person like I have, my mother-in-law, she went to the hospital and they asked her to reduce on her sh- uh, salt, sugars, and all the seasonings. So, so when we are cooking, you get to a certain part of the cooking, you have to remove some things. For her. Well, it's the same food. Cooking the same pot. Praise the Lord. I think that's what God decided to do this morning. He removed some parts for some people that don't eat too much salt and sugar. Praise the Lord. 
So if it's not tasty, please, just know that there's a reason for that. This morning, I want to look at, I want us to look at the efficacy of the word. Praise the Lord. When you talk about efficacy, you're talking about, you know, it's potence. It's the ability to do what you expect, what it's sent to. The Bible said the word of God, when it's sent, it goes straight and does what it's sent to do. That's why it's, you know, in it's, it's efficient. When somebody is efficient, you can trust the person. When you give an assignment, you can be sure that it is what you ask for that we get. Hallelujah. When you have a military operation, it's not everybody sent there. A special, you know, a special operation. You have to get the best of your people and send them there. That's what the word is. Amen. And the reason most times that we go through disappointment is not because of the disappointment itself. It's because we have placed so much interest or confidence on that, you know, thing, that appointment. Praise the Lord. If you want to kill a tree fast, leave the tree. Destroy the soil. And what happens to the tree? It will wither. It will take time. It will wither. So sometimes the reason what the devil does to us is that he wants to make sure that our faith level is reduced. It tampers with your trust in the word. And once you begin to have doubts in the word of God, it begins to affect you. It begins to affect your destiny, your life. The quality of life, like the soil, once it's reduced, everything will begin to turn around. Things will begin to change upside down. But the word has not changed. It is your faith in the word, your confidence in the word that have changed. Praise the Lord. In the book of 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 9, there was famine in the land and Elijah was being fed by a raven. He was enjoying himself because he was bringing meat and everything, you know, in the midst. And suddenly, the Bible said that the raven stopped bringing food. And God came to him and said, look, get up. Rise up. Let's, let's look at it. First Kings chapter 17, verse 9. It says, rise up. For I have commanded a widow. He said, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Now, can you imagine if there is a problem in the country and a beggar that is sitting somewhere in Lekki or Banana Island or Parkview and God comes to the beggar and says, Get up, go to Ajegunle or to Mushin. Or to, you know, this, the lowest of the low in Lagos. And say, go there because there's no more food in Lekki. I, want, I, want, I hope you got the picture. He said, go to Ajegunle because I have commanded not just the baleo in Ajegunle to feed you, but go to a widow, a widow who doesn't have a husband. And not that because the husband left a lot of, you know, there are some widows that are richer than married women. But this one was even, the Bible said that by the time he got there and, you know, jokingly, he said, give me water to drink. And the widow was going to, he said, okay, bring a little cake. The widow said, look, Oga, 
Forget it. Only have this, this. And the purpose I am gathering this wood is because I want to cook it. And once I cook it, I eat and with my son, and I know that <laughs> there is no hope anywhere. So we are ready to die. That's to tell you the condition of that widow that God sent Elijah to. Hallelujah. So the condition of the widow was not a mystery to God. He knew it. Am I correct? God knew that this widow didn't have enough. But he sent Elijah, who didn't have, to go and meet her. And by the time you got there, and, it's, and, and, and one thing led to another, another led to another. By the end of the whole situation and circumstances, the whole event, the whole time of lockdown, by the time the lockdown was over, the Bible said, and the pot of oil did not abate. It didn't go down. What happened? A word came forth. Both the man and the woman obeyed. Did you hear that? It was not just the pastor. Because sometimes when God says this thing, he can decide to obey God and say it. For example, now, if God, if God say now that somebody here sitting will buy a phantom tomorrow, tomorrow, almost everybody here, including me, will not believe that message. Because how is it going to happen? He didn't say somebody will give. He said, buy. That was what happened to the woman. Buy, okay. <laughs> I beg, Pastor, you don't come. You say, Pastor, you be like, you chop something. <laughs> Mama gave you special food this morning. <laughs> because the way you're talking, you're talking as if you're not in this world again. You're so happy. You know, there's, there's a proverb that says when you give a hungry man food and it's full, you can begin to prophesy. <laughs> before, when he, before the food, he won't eat their prophecy care. But when it's better food, you can start prophesying. So sometimes the word comes forth. He has done his bits. Then it's left for you to do what? To catch the word. The Bible said there were, like, there were certain people, certain people, the Berean Christian. They were, not, they were more noble. Oh, God. The Bible said they were what? They were more noble. What made them more noble? It was not the money they had. What made them noble was that when, when the word come, they look, they begin to, ah, this thing, let me go and find out. Let me go and see. Let me research more and find out if it is true. What, what, ah, is it possible that when you have a headache and you lay your hand on your head and pray, it will go? I will find out today. I'm not going to take this paracetamol. And the Bible said they were more noble because anytime Paul preached, they would go back and begin to search and see if what he said was true. So what made them noble? What it makes a man noble is not the procession, but the quality of the word or information, as the case may be, that you have. Are we together? So the woman believed. Elijah believed by living where he was and coming to a widow who didn't have. And by the time he asked, give me this, and the woman said, look, oh God, I don't get anything. He would have considered, I said, I think I made a mistake. 
Hello? Me, I would think I, make a I made a mistake. Because if God said it, uh, this woman should have enough now. God cannot ask you to go and borrow from somebody who doesn't have. Is it possible? No. But he believed it. And the woman too believed it. And when he said it, he said, go and make for me first. Wicked, wicked old man. I'm sure he's not a man of, he's a hungry person. He's looking for who to 419. That's our generation. All those 419 pastor. The woman, they didn't consider that. She obeyed. And she went ahead. You know the story. By the time everything began, the devil, you see, the, the fact that you're walking in the will of God does not mean the devil will live alone. Are you here? Ah, but God, I obeyed you now. You said if I, that is my husband, I'm married, and this is the problem with Stalin. No, it's not, that's not proof. That Elijah and the woman obeyed God does, did not mean that the devil left them. Because immediately after some time, the, the devil took the son. I mean, after all I have done for God. You know, there is so many of us who used to say, God, after all I have done to do, I, don't, I pay my tithe, I do this one, I do it. <laughs> what did you do for God? Now, now, let's be sincere. If I give you some money, stay here, take this 10 million. I didn't tell you anything. I just 10 million. And maybe a week later, I said, please, Tonya, can you please give me 1,000? If you give me 1,000, you do me a favor. Hello? Are you doing me a favor? But that's what we think. We think that anytime God requires a thing, a demand for a thing, we are, is, we are doing him a favor. You think that anytime you have to pay your tithe, you are doing God a favor. Anytime you're giving offering, you're doing God a favor. You know, Papa used to say that labor is good. It's good to work hard. Because when you work hard, things, I mean, you have the privilege, the opportunity to make money or get things done. But he says, always says another thing. He says, but favor is better. You know why? Because the most hardworking people are not the richest. If not, all this labor. You know, at times you see on the road, when they are breaking this thing, they are, you know, burying on the way. You see, what, I mean, they always go for malam. Have you noticed? I always go for our people. Beam, you'll be hearing them, and they will be doing it with joy. Working so hard. At the end, how much do they give them? Meanwhile, there's a young man there standing, looking at them. He's the supervisor. He, didn't do, he doesn't do anything. He's just watching. He just, you know, tell them where to dig and they dig. Who gets more? Come on, tell me. Who gets more? Who worked hard more? So favor is better, Oga. Favor is better. And don't think because he went to school. Hello? Don't think because he went to school. There are many people who had more Certificate than him that are still at home looking for a job. Well, he was favored. Are we together? Efficacy. The efficacy of the word. Hebrew chapter 4, verse 12. Please, let's start with Amplifier. You have Amplifier Bible there? Please, let's see what he's saying. Very important. He said, For the word of God is what? 
is living. It's not dead. The world is living. It has the ability to, you know, turn around, move, shake. Every characteristic of the living thing, the world has. He said the world is living and active. It's not passive. The world is active. It's efficient. The world, he said, is active and full of power. The world is full of power. So why are we not getting results? Hello? If the world is full of power, why are we not getting results? He said, full of power, making it operatives, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the divisions of the soul and the spirit, the completeness of a person, and of both joints and marrows, the deepest part of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hallelujah. The word. That's the word. So you're hearing it, and, and that, is, that is the end. You go home, you forget about it. They give you Bible spiritual, you don't go, you, I mean, just read it, and the, that's the end in the church. When you go home, that's it. The Bible says this word is like somebody having AK-47, well-rounded, with enough bullets, and you have a little uh, area boy standing in front of you trying to harass you. And you are saying, please leave me alone, please leave me alone. And he's trying to, you know, violate you. And you carry that and you are what? Who are you going to blame? The person that gave you the gun? You blame yourself. That, but that's what we do, Christians. That's what we are doing every day. The devil tries to violate us. Do so many things. When he comes, he starts with your faith. Your unbelief. He tries to make you doubt. You begin to see the world as the story of what happened to the people of Israel. Not what God is saying to you. He says, I know the thought that I think towards you. They are thought of good and not evil to give you a hope and a future. To bring you to an expected end. And you, you are not looking at yourself as if God is talking to you. I'm talking to so many people here. But somebody can decide to say it is me that he's talking to. Have you heard people come out and say, Pastor, you are talking to me. Was I, was I talking to him? No, I wasn't talking to him. But he personalized the message and it became his own. That's what the world does. When you see the world for you, it will become for you. If the world is for me, it will become for me. It will begin to work for you. But if you do not see the world that it is for you, it will just fly and go to somebody else. Beloved, God has done everything he needed to do to make sure that your life go well. Yes, you continue to battle and fight because papas have said and the word says that he did not promise us a life full of, you know, roses. But even, of course, even in, rose, in the, you know, good roses, you see thorns on their stem. Is it, is it correct? Yes, yes. So even a bed of roses has thorns. Mm. The life of a Christian is full of so many things. But you can be in the sea and enjoy the calmness of the sea if you go deeper into the sea. But if you are sitting on top of the sea, every time you will have the effect of the wave, it will toss you up and down until you are frustrated. But once you find out that this wave is too much and you dip down and you relax, you find out that the peace of God, which passes every understanding, will be there 
And the Bible says it will satisfy your soul. Come in peace. Come in the midst of war. Bullets are flying everywhere. Bombs are bombing and you know, exploding. But you are so peaceful because you know that you are here, but you are not here. Stop blaming God. He has done everything he needed to do for you. The problem is we. I am the problem. You are the problem. The world is powerful enough. It is efficient enough to do what God has said it would do. But do you believe it? That's the question. If we can trust God and hold on to his word, you can be sure that God would always fulfill his purpose in your life. We don't have time. Lord, let's look at Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10 and 11. Isaiah 55. He said, for as the rain and snow comes down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth, making it bear and sprout and providing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word, which by, I mean, so will my word be, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void, useless, without result, without accomplishing that I desire and without succeeding in the matters for which I sent it. That means God's word, once he has gone forth. You know, Papa said in the first service, he said, your destiny cannot be rewritten. Did you hear the word? For some of us that were in the first service, nobody can rewrite your destiny. If God has written it, it is there. It is either you fulfill it or you leave it. But it cannot be rewritten. The reason why we are not gotten to where God has proposed for us to get is because we are not facing it. You can be in a car and you're not moving. The car can be in the engine of the car will be on and you're not moving. You press the accelerator, it will not move. Why? Because you have not engaged the gear. No matter how high you raise it, the car will not move an inch. Until you do what? You engage the gear. The word of God is the gear for your life. Engage it, you find that things will work out well. Let's just rise up and begin to talk to God. Let's ask God for grace to do this word. Look, there are so many things that have been written about you in the word, about your situation. God is, I mean, God does not need to come again to, to test your case, to, to, to examine you before you now prescribe your, you know, the, the, the answer to your problem. He already knows. He has prescribed it. It is for you now to sit down and go through the prescription. And you find out that God has prepared for your life and your destiny. It doesn't matter what the devil brings your way. As long as you're firm in the word, you overcome. Talk to God. Ask for his mercy and grace. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.